Suns, it's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. The Sixers lose back-to-back games for the first time this season. Kelly Oubre was hit by a car, and Nico Batum continues to miss games for personal reasons. The most normal team in the NBA face off against the Atlanta Hawks on Friday. Meanwhile, the Flyers have won three straight games, beating the Hurricanes 3-1 and Carter Hart's return to the lineup Wednesday night. Are they bad or kind of okay? We still just don't know. The Flyers face off against the Golden Knights Saturday afternoon. The hot stove remains lukewarm for the Phillies as no big moves have yet to be made. However, the Phils are reportedly among those interested in Japanese pitcher Yoshinobu Yamamoto. The Eagles get ready to face the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Cam Jurgens returns to practice and is expected to slot back into the starting lineup. Jalen Hurts has shed his knee brace and appears much closer to full health. Can the Birds beat bye week Andy Reid in the Super Bowl rematch? All that more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good, man. Good to be back. Uh, Nice little Thursday night. We got a little great football matchup here just in general. It's good to have a nice Thursday night football game for a change and not two stroke teams. But feeling good. It's nice and balmy out in November. Can't complain. Back with the boys. Feels good. Yeah, you know what? I can complain. I meant to complain about this last week. Daylight savings time in. Mm. No, just no. Standard time is so much better than daylight time, right? Do oh, yeah. I have that right? Let me make sure I have that right in my notes. I think that so. Was standard time. Eastern yeah. standard and then Eastern daylight. Oh, no, we're in standard time right now. Uh, standard time sucks. That's, standard time. that's where you fall back. <laughs> I want that metric time. Had me in the first half. <laughs> Yo, but daylight time is good. How do y'all feel? Oh, no, we've had this conversation, didn't Trevor, I know you didn't touch yeah. your clocks. How did you feel, Pat, about your clocks, pushing your yeah, clocks you back? The, o- the, OGs, uh, the OG listeners know my feelings on the That shit's psycho. I, I mean, it's annoying, but, it, you know, 15 minutes, you got to change everything. It's not as bad as when you have to, like, reset your password for the Wi-Fi and then get to reconnect everything. So I feel like I don't mind changing the clocks, shit like that. Now, the regular clock in the kitchen that's, like, on the wall. Yeah, that one's high up there. Yeah, that one, the battery's all too thing. short. How that, do you get that? That one, I think, is dead, so I don't really fuck with that one anyway. But, yeah, it's all right. I don't mind waking up with the sun. It's nice to have the sun up in the you know in the morning. But when you're coming home at, you know, 4, 30, 5 o'clock, that's ass when it's already dark out. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you wake up in the morning, sure, it's, it's kind of bright, you know what I'm saying? But by the time you're up, the sun's up. But... Working from home, man, it's like 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock rolls around. I'll look out the window and it's dark. Mm-hmm. People wonder why everyone's so seasonally depressed in the wintertime. That shit's why. Yeah. You look out the window at 5 p.m., it's dark. Four. You just got done work. How are you supposed to feel? Yeah. you got an hour left to work and it's already pitch black. It's like, ah, I don't got it in me right now. Yeah. I kind of want to just start protesting it and, and just tell my boss that I'm going to be coming in an hour late every day. You know, to because I, I just don't believe in it. It's against my no. against my personal beliefs. It's against my religion. Yo, protesting works. Then, what if everyone picketed about that? <laughs> or I would guess it wouldn't be a picket. Then, it's not workers. Well, the problem the problem is then uh, once it comes time to leave, you got to stay for an extra hour. So I'm thinking this, what the strategy should be is you get all mad and indignant in the morning, and then you know you've been at the work for a few hours. It's some time to like cool down and be like, okay, you know this isn't so bad. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave at what the time the the clocks say, and then the next morning you get mad again. So just kind of keep the this going. Both worlds. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, that whole we gain an hour of sleep, man. 
you don't gain an hour of sleep. I, I didn't. didn't. Really did y'all sleep it. an extra? Did y'all gain no, an hour of sleep? Because we were in Hawaii when it happened. So oh, they already, don't even acknowledge it. Well, I was already fucked up anyway from the time. So by the time we came home, I'm like, wow, you know, it was weird. That, that is weird. Trevor, did you did you gain the hour of sleep? Did you actually sleep for that hour? I'm trying to remember what I did the next morning. Um, what was going on that day? It was a Sunday. Yeah. So it would have been. I don't know. I don't. I don't really remember. Mm. I'm gonna say no. If it wasn't memorable, then no. Hell <laughs> I didn't gain an hour of sleep. I just woke up in that hour early and was just mm -hmm. in, unhappy in bed. And then I was like, "Yeah, I guess I might as well get my day started early," but I don't really want to. And though the other thing too, man, about this shit is when you work at a bar, if you work oh, for yeah. a bad bar owner, you end up having to work an extra hour. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's lame. So when I worked at uh, the Barbary, when I was a bouncer there. Like, John Redden, he's not listening to this pod, and even if he is, he's an asshole. But uh, he was just all about partying and just having more fun, just hating, or not hating people, but only caring about himself. He would keep the bar open an extra hour late. Mm -hmm. So it would go from 159 back to 1, we had to stay an extra hour. And if you're a door guy, like, yeah, you get paid for that, but that also gives you an extra hour that you have to deal with people. That gives them an extra hour to oh, get yeah. drunk and messy and yeah. sloppy and belligerent. And they're getting it all excited about that shit. It. They're like, yeah, yeah, the clocks went back. It's like, okay, Exactly. Man, they start ripping here? shots when the clocks go back. Mm -hmm. mm. I don't know. When I was a younger fellow man, Trevor, you remember the days of the Wolf House Daylight Wasting Stone oh, yeah, parties? Yeah. They were fun. But now it's, I'm too old for that. I don't really care about <laughs> yeah. that. I'd rather just be in bed at a reasonable time, wake up, live my life, and it not be dark at 4 o'clock in the morning. Avery, anti- clock changing yeah yo i'm completely anti-standard time word mm -hmm. is bond and that's that we can move on oh wait <laughs> hold on marco rubio of all people this the senator from florida that asshole yeah he's against daylight he's against standard time good yeah. the all one right. good thing he's fighting hey, for. Man, you gotta you gotta cross the aisle when it's uh you know when it's strategically sound oh yeah he's trying to get that better sleep too yeah yeah Fuck he that knows guy, he knows what's up when it comes to standard time, though. Standard time can kiss my ass. Is there like a, uh, I wonder if there's a standard time lobby in Congress that's that's preventing this from happening, you know? Apparently. Big, big standard time. Yeah. <laughs> they're in there with their little signs. They got the little graphs yeah. and the charts and shit when they're doing like hearings like, and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's what you got to, that's what you got to follow the money and see who's, uh, who's benefiting financially from mm -hmm. this. I don't really, the Arizonians really got it right. Yeah. Arizona Arizonians. and Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Arizona. Or, wait, so Arizona doesn't do it? Arizona doesn't do it. Other than like that's weird to have one state among that's like surrounded yep. by other states that are just on a different. They don't do it. Time. Yeah, Arizona. Other than the Navajo Nation, I'm well researched on this, man. Mm -hmm. The Navajo Nation acknowledges that the rest of Arizona doesn't. Hawaii well, doesn't, but they're not really a mainland state. Puerto Rico's a U.S. territory. They don't. I don't think Alaska does either. Damn. Took everything yeah. from the Navajos just to I mean, make Alaska, them fucking confined to your time constraints, too. They're all upside down anyway. It's like mm -hmm. half the time it's like daytime's nighttime. And yeah, it's bright for like 18 hours a day in the summer. Yeah, it doesn't really matter what they decide to do about Alaska? The yeah. 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 They're all weird anyway up there. Yeah, I've never been. You guys ever been to Alaska? <laughs> no, I had a cousin no. that lived up there for a minute. He's all right. Yeah. You know, but that definitely takes a toll. You know, you come back to the East Coast, you're like, damn, it, dude's a little fucked up. But. How could you not be? You're living in a freezer. It's fucking cold, yeah. yeah. It's cold. You got moose running around. You got... It's yeah, just you gotta, too cold. Yeah, you, you got to worry about, like, 
birds coming and snatching up your cat and shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Polar bears just in your backyard, potentially. territorial. Grizz- no, grizzly bears, yeah. right? Grizzly bears. Yeah. yeah. Polar bears, I mean, you wouldn't be able to live there. They're polar yeah, bears. Because yeah, they, yeah. they just kill people. They yeah. can't even live with their Grizzly at. bears you can, <laughs> are, are dangerous, but at least you can, like. Now you got growler. What's it called? A growler bears are starting to happen. Growler bears. Oh, what? Because now <laughs> it's getting. Now it's getting. I'm not trying to blow anyone's mind right now, but it's starting to get too warm up in the poles. So the polar bears are coming down into, like, grizzly territory and what? they're mating with each other. So is this, instead it's of like being a, a white or a brown bear, is it just like a tan it's bear? Super, it's, a, it's, it's a super. It's a light bear. skin bear. Yeah, it's like a sandy bear. Like yeah, a fucking. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to look this up. A growler bear. Yeah, I wonder nasty. how nasty those are. Nasty. Because that's what the, yeah. you know, the the like the phrase is like black fight back, brown lie down, white good night. Yeah. So I don't know what what did what they're supposed to do about the tan the tan ones tan. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's I don't know. Thing, you, I mean, I think bear. that. I, I will say you can have all the little riddles you want, but you see a bear eye to eye. I don't know. I, yeah, you wouldn't if you saw a black bear. You wouldn't like square up. I, I could probably go toe to toe. I like think a black cub. bears you can just yell at them and they'll go away. You can. Oh, I did yell at a bear. Like, ah. We were camping the one time and a bear came on our campsite. I was just like bah, and then it it ran away. But it took yeah, our croissants. Yeah. I was pissed about that. It looks like a light skin. <laughs> it just looks like a light skin bear, man. Ugh. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. an albino grizzly bear. They look pissed off. They're like, I don't know if I like the cold, if I hate the cold. That's sk- oh. Now they swim. That means they can swim too. Cause they get that polar bear. Yeah, blood they're strong. They can swimmers. withstand the ooh. You know what pisses me off though when you see these zoos and shit, right? And it's like summertime. Oh. Oof. And they're like, oh, it's so hot. Let's give Larry the polar bear a chunk of ice. I'm like. Come on, man. Get this man out of here. He doesn't deserve to be in San Diego Yeah, those right bears now. look so sad, man, in, yeah. the, in the summer especially. They're all skinny. The one that they used to have at the Philly one, too, always looked depressed. Yeah. Do you think if uh, if, if more of these tan bears start showing up in, like, grizzly bear territory, there could be, like, a bear uh, race war? Definitely. Could be. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, you don't know, want these tan bears well, you encroaching figure- on our... On our neighborhoods. Also, you got to figure, like, who's fucking who? Like, is it the polar bear that's the dominant one? Is it the grizzlies fucking up the polar bears? I mean, like, grizzlies just sound nastier. Polar well, pol- bears, they polar say... Polar bears are-, are pretty nasty, too, though, now. Yeah, but you don't see grizzly bears in the Coca-Cola commercial. It's always polar bears well, chilling. Polar-, polar bears are probably always just pissed off because, like, they're... Uh, Distraught. You know, they're getting... their uh, you know... Neighborhoods are getting destroyed by global warming. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Polar bears are, I think, are even nasty. Classic polar bear moving into the territory, changing yeah, up the fucking gentrification. Uh, gentrification here in the woods. Bullshit. White people, white bears. <laughs> although Stop. polar bear, <laughs> although polar bears' skin, they're actually black. For real? Yeah, they're actually black-skinned bears, but the the hair follicles are clear, and it is a reflecting uh, oh, mechanism they do the to ice. keep the sun off and the ice off them. Okay. So technically, they're like a fraud. They like paint, you know. They look I white. wouldn't say they're a fraud. We all from Africa, right? A true. You know what I'm saying? True, true, true. true. Same thing. It's but just from face value, form. you know what I mean? They look like a white bear, but underneath the coat, they got black skin. Polar bears, don't, I mean, grizzly bears don't know that shit, so I'm sure they're pissed off. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's my take on bears. <laughs> That'll do it for this segment of bear warfare on the Citywide Pod. Well, watch out for them yeah. growler bears, though. <laughs> Growlers. Damn. Yo, Trevor, you got your surgery coming up tomorrow. Yeah, uh, in like 12 hours from now, I'll be uh, getting wheeled out of the OR with like a brand new man. What's the first thing you're going to do when you're not herniated? Um, I don't Take know. this table upstairs. Yeah, I'll <laughs> yes. start, start moving the table. I'll be back on table duty. I have all this set up ahead of time. That'll be cool. Um, 
yeah, you know, just be able to walk around and do shit without uh, this, like, annoying pain all the time. Yo, when did you first notice it? Probably, like, uh, I don't know. It's probably been, like, over a month now. Like, maybe late September. Was it from kickball? No. I don't know if anything really... I mean, I did notice it when I was, like, exercising, like, lifting some weights. I don't know if that's what caused it, but... Hell yeah. In the gym too hard. Might have been, like, a, uh, you know, straw that broke the camel's back situation. Just just one rep too many, and Mm -hmm. then... But, um, yeah, man. Gotta say, I'm glad... uh, Glad we have modern medical technology. Because, I mean, it couldn't have been that long ago that you get a hernia and it's just like, well, you just have that now. Yeah. Are you under it's the knife or gonna... do, they, like, do they go in the back door? Or what are they going to do here? They, uh, well, it'll be lot... so last time I had it, they had to like, they did like a big ass incision. I had to get it like stapled up and all that shit. But oh. this time they, they'll be able to do it with like a scope. So it'll just be like a couple little like tiny incisions. So it'll be a lot, uh, it'll be a lot easier recovery wise. Damn. So that's nice. Because, yeah, the first time, it kind of sucked. Yeah, but, was uh, the recovery time the first time? I mean, it was like, I don't know. I mean, it was like a month before I was back to being able to do, like, everything. Damn. Well, at least it's winter time. Be all laid up. Yeah. I'm just going to, you know, spend a couple of days on the couch watching football. You got to be careful then, then eating all that Thanksgiving food that next week you can yeah, bu- burst a fucking stitch or yeah, something. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You'll be all bloated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you eat before. Big time. It's gonna have bringing to, all yeah, that mac and cheese. To, yeah, mm-hmm. it's gotta like crush up some laxatives, put it in the turkey. Oof. You know, yeah, keep everything flowing. Can't nice be pushing and smooth, nice and even. Can't be doing any pushing yeah. poops. I do remember the first time having to like take laxatives for that exact reason because if it, you get you get constipated after that shit, you're in you're in a bad place. Ugh. Damn, yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah, that sounds bad. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Cause yeah, cause it was like you take they give you the painkillers, which cause you to be constipated. So you got to counteract that with the fucking. But this time, because it's a smaller incision, shit, they said I should be able to just get by with like Advil and whatever. I shouldn't even have to take like any questions, Doc. Wait, can I shit normally again? Well, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, uh, good luck with that. Um, we don't have a Venmo or a PayPal, but uh, if you want to send us Thoughts send Trevor and, care packages, <laughs> DM us on Instagram on Twitter. Yeah. Email us at citywidepod at gmail dot com and let us know that you would like to send Trevor a care yeah, package. Send me a nice uh, uh, a bushel what do they call those things prunes uh, or something arrangements uh, edible arrangement? edible arrangements, but oh, yeah. it's it's just a bunch of laxatives, just <laughs> all <laughs> prunes and whatever else. Yeah, makes it's you a poop. bunch. Of, it's, yeah, it's just prunes, like, raisins. It's just, it's just yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just coffee, yeah. marble reds, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like <laughs> and laxatives. <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical but uh no i should be good i should be good to go in a a couple days good but yeah very very much looking forward to getting this all over with but uh so what's on the old sports docket fellas what we want to get into first should we dab a phillies only they don't have a whole lot yeah we can can hit the phillies up first yeah Yeah, not a whole lot to talk about there can we get our first uh Player from Japan, Japanese guys. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like we've we, had two Japanese players, not recently. Well, I guess kind of yeah. recently. Well, I mean, like, I would say about, uh, Tadahito Gucci. Man, yeah. remember when Chase Utley broke his hand and Gucci was killing it? Oh yeah, yeah. And, and then, uh, Sota Gucci. Okay, I should remember say meaningful him? Japanese had, uh, player. Then we had Chan Ho Park for a minute. I think he was He's, Korean. Oh, is he? Yeah, maybe. I think. Damn, I'm doing. I'm already. 
Yeah, I'm already <laughs> I'm digging my own grave here. Oh, yeah, boy. let's, let's look, move on from that. Look, look, look. Hey, Tadahito Higuchi was a meaningful player. Yeah. The Phillies yeah. I mean, don't win the division in 07 without they, him. They, they, they seem to never be in on these, like, big-name Japanese free agents, though. Mm-mm. I mean, last year there was that one outfielder who – it was funny because he was, like – uh, Bryce Harper was like his idol or whatever, but he was like an outfielder and we didn't have room for him. It didn't make sense. So like that I get, but it's like, damn, like I want, I want to get one of these guys sometime. That'd be cool. The Mets are very heavy in on him. So it might be a bidding war against them, but yeah, I think a few teams are the Red Sox. I'd imagine he's got a pretty high market, but it'd be cool. You know, we got deep pockets. So yeah, you know, apparently he's only money. a fallback option. If no, they don't sign Nola though. That's been yeah. looking more and more like a, Positive though for Nola. What the third time? Both camps know that they want to keep together. They just are working out the fine tuning of the deal, from mm. what I saw. I don't know. I was hearing something different. I got this from Jason Stark of The Athletic that uh, he said, I'll quote this article here It's impossible to know the details of those negotiations with Nola and his agent, Joe Longo of Paragon Sports. But here's an educated ballpark guess on where the two sides stood back then, back then being spring spring training of last year. Right. It's reasonable to think that the Phillies' initial offer was in the range of six years, $150 million, which averages out to $25 million a year. That's actually higher than the six-year $125 million deal that the Athletics' Jim Bowden predicted for Nola this winter. But, according to multiple league sources, the two sides were not even remotely close back then. That would seem to indicate that Nola's side was looking for a seven-year extension for north of $200 million, possibly well north. No. That would put Nola's valuation of his potential worth at roughly $30 million a year, give or take a couple of million. It's a lot. I'm okay if he wants $30 million if, for a couple of years, but seven, it's the, it's the length yeah, of the it's contract. it's the years. That's the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, $30 million a year, $25 million a year, in the grand scheme of a couple of years, not the end of the world. But uh, if he's really focused on seven years... I don't think the Phillies are going to give him that. I wouldn't even give him six the way that this article suggested they did last year. And uh, I don't know that they're particularly close. Yeah. I mean, if you look at some of these other big pitching free agent signings, like, it doesn't look like they're going to end well. Like, no. uh, fuck it. Who's the guy? Look at Scherzer and Verlander. Too, yeah, Rodon. Yeah, yeah. Like, ugh, uh, yeah. Don't really want to get stuck in one of those. And his pitch, I mean, his pitch count is his top three. Every year in pitch count, yeah, and like he's seven years. I don't know how, even just logistically, how they even came up with that long, like long term of a deal. Like, okay, it's a, it's one thing to want to get paid and get get your bag, and I get that, but like seven years, you ain't gonna see that shit, or at least be worth that kind of money past four. Yeah, because that arm can't do it. I mean, we saw this season where he looked a little, you know, especially for doing all these long postseason runs, you can't be throwing close to three thousand pitches or whatever it is a year. Like that, just not. It doesn't add up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's not a young man anymore. It's in a young man's game or yeah, old man's game. Yeah. I don't see them going for that long. So, yeah. I mean, excuse me. If the Phillies do end up going for Yamamoto because of that, I'm all for it. Yamamoto's 25. Yeah. Give him an eight year, $40 million a year contract. Yeah. I'm cool with that. You're going to get him for a while. But Nola would love to keep him. But, you know, it just, you got to shave some of them years off that contract. Yeah, which maybe he realizes there isn't a market. Um, what do y'all think about him to the Braves? That seems to be gaining more and more traction. We kind of talked about this a little bit last week, but it seems like that could be... I think we talked more about the Cardinals than the Braves, but this week it seems like the Braves could be the, the number one suitor for him. 
I'm not afraid if he goes to the Braves from a from a team perspective. I would hate seeing him on the Braves, but playing against him, I'm not, you know, I don't he's great here and there, right? But I feel like we saw again inconsistent play through the regular season. Playoffs he was lights out for a majority of the playoffs and then kind of had a downturn a little bit here and there, but I'm yeah. it's more just because I don't want him to go to a fucking divisional run. Like that's just you, you hate to see that shit. Yeah. Probably would at least get to see uh Schwarber hit some moon shots against him. Definitely. But, but yeah, I definitely don't want that. Don't want him to see him on the Braves. I remember, I remember when Cole Hamels was on the Braves for, that was for so a minute. Weird. That was like I mean, that was like the end of the line for him, but it was Again, still kind but, of uh kind of uh, uh gross looking. Yeah. Yeah, the, the thought of Nolan just a gray, navy, blue Braves uniform, it, I just can't even picture it. Mm-mm. But, I mean, it seems real. Um, for one thing, we said last week he's from New Orleans. Atlanta's pretty close to New Orleans, a lot closer to New Orleans than Philly yeah. is. Yeah. Um, the Braves have kind of, they've underpaid a lot of their stars. Like, they'll call them team-friendly deals, but, I mean, they're taking advantage of the fact that guys like Albies and Acuna are from these, I guess I'll just call it impoverished mm-hmm. upbringings in Latin America, yeah. and they're just giving them well undervalued deals for how good of players they are. So they have the cap. Not that baseball has a cap, but they have the money to spend on someone like Noel if they want to overpay. Um, and then also, Rick Kranitz, their pitching coach, was with the Phillies from 2016 to 2018 mm-hmm. when Noel mm-hmm. came up. So, I mean, you put all that together, and it makes a lot of sense, as much as I hate to, to admit it. It makes – like I said, I don't think that it would really necessarily impact – I'm sure he'll get one or two games up on us like that. We'll be like, ah, oh, man, there he is. But in the big picture, I don't see him really – you know, it's not – I'm not afraid. Like, oh, wow, now that bullpen's going to kill us. Like, we've, we've shown that when it matters, we can beat that team, and it's not a big deal. We've done it two years in a row. However – it would just suck to see him on the Braves. That's all. From just, a, it's just visual, visually, it's yeah. so visually just displeasing, mm-hmm. unpleasing. But whatever, man. We'll see what happens. Oh yeah, yep. Um, I think that's all I really got for the Phils. You know, you got Mike Trout still floating around a little bit. Where do y'all think Shohei ends up? Obviously, won't be here. I think if he ends up anywhere on the East Coast, it's going to be the Yankees. I think yeah. if I think he's made it clear, like especially in the. Uh, world baseballs, whatever the fuck that thing was called, that he enjoys staying kind of local, right? Um, but I think if anyone's going to pull him, you know, if you're a guy from Japan like that, I feel like New York is probably a more enticing place to go to than Philadelphia is. For sure. So I can see him going there. It would be, it wouldn't surprise me if they somehow did get him just because of the way how aggressive this ownership is and how much they're ready to like pay the fine or bring in this hot talent to to attract players. But I think if I'm Shohei. If I'm not going to stay on the West Coast, I'm going to the Yankees, and that's it. You want to play for the pinstripes and, you know, have that history and all that. Um, you compared to Babe Ruth every fucking year anyway, so True. that would be yeah. kind of cool to have him there. Yeah. It seems like the Dodgers are probably the most likely as of right now. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if he ended up with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Dude, in, in Yankee Stadium with that 316 oh right God. field porch, yeah. he'd, fucking... he'd hit 70 home oh, yeah. runs. <laughs> Yeah. It'd be ridiculous. Yeah, we not. And he's not pitching, so he'll just be focusing yeah, on hitting. Yeah, he can focus on yeah. hitting. Yeah, he'd crush it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess the other interesting bit of Major League Baseball news is the Oakland A's are moving to Vegas. Yeah. Vegas becoming a sports town. 
And what about that? So they got the Golden Knights who won the Stanley Cup Finals. Mm-hmm. They got the Aces who won the WNBA Finals. Yep. Now they got the the Raiders who fired Josh McDaniels and are starting Undefeated, to look like a f- football Thibodeau. team again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're going to get they got baseball. The, Although the, that's got to be in a dome, you'd think, right? Oh, it's going to be too goddamn hot. Because yeah. it's you know you can't be out there. You no. Although night games, it probably gets cool. Maybe like it, a. It might be a retractable thing yeah. like they have in Arizona. That would mm-hmm. make a lot of sense. I could see that because that'd be a nice game to catch. I see the stars up and all that, but yeah, man. I mean, it's unfortunate. You know, it's a cool franchise. You like Oakland A's and all that. And Oakland, I like when Oakland has teams. I I love the the Raider pit and all that when Oakland was still there. Like they just had that different kind of mentality to them. Yeah, I do like that with the whole firing of McDaniel's. Now they kind of are getting that more. I mean, that defense is built. Max Crosby is a dog like that defense is built to be kind of that same mentality yeah um but it's nice to see that there but you know you lose a you lose a bit of your identity as a franchise when you just up and leave i mean you know look at the rams when they were in st louis the greatest show on turf dog. Yeah, you got like yep. a different breed it's a cool thing at the arse there like you, you know you got generational fans and kids that are growing up about it so the fan base will be weird i guess and you're gonna get a lot of transient people there but it'll be all right i mean it's no doesn't really affect me like that, but yeah. Las Vegas Ace or A's. Yeah, the Las, yeah, well, the Las Vegas know. Athletics doesn't really, athletic. really. They're gonna have to change the name. Yeah, yeah. just well, doesn't you know, sound what, good off what, the tongue. What could affect us? And Joe Biden had a, a, a warning to issue when he was meeting the Golden Knights uh, earlier this week. Just one promise: don't get the Philadelphia Eagles to leave and go, because <laughs> I'll get divorced if that happens. <laughs> I married a Philly girl. And and it's a long story. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> R.I.P. Good to those brain Diamond cells. Joe. Damn. Why on earth would the Vegas Golden Knights somehow get the the Eagles to move to Las Vegas? Are you serious, man? Oh uh, man, that classic Joe Biden right there, baby. Such I love when they're like, joke. "Do you think that you're?" <laughs> when they're like, "Do you think that you're pretty sharp?" He's like, "I'm as sharp." I'll tell you what, my. IQ- when a fly flies and a fly, I'm sharp. I'm sharper than a sharper fly. And the guy's like, what "The fuck? We have a commercial break, real quick." <laughs> I mean, at least his uh, his brain functions enough that he can speak at these things. Unlike Mitch McConnell, though, yeah, yeah <laughs> he yeah. just pauses, hard pauses. He was, you see, he was uh, meeting with uh, President G this week, and apparently, I heard apparently they're we're going to get some more pandas. Yeah, speaking of bears, we got them pandas back. We're gonna get oh, some, for real? Some, yeah, I guess. Uh, but I was able to at least smooth things over enough that we're gonna get some of those some more pandas in here. Now so that we nice. made them all Americanized and obese, he's gonna be like, "All right, we'll get you some more fresh cubs here, real yeah, quick." There but we it's go. a sign I of always, peace. I always love like uh, you know these politicians are always just like doing this crate like fear mongering shit about China. It's like China's the biggest threat mm-hmm. to the to America and to American democracy and blah, blah blah. But then like when they meet behind closed doors, it's like yo, you guys are still gonna be you're making the sneakers, right? Like, you guys, <laughs> yeah. We don't know how to, we don't even know how to make the sneakers. We're like, still we, getting we, the pandas, like, right? Yeah, yeah, we need yeah. the pandas, we need <laughs> the sneakers, we need the plastic shit. Uh, Just keep all that coming. Don't worry about what we say in public. Like. <laughs> they like met at like they met off the side at like whatever thing that they were at, but then G was like on his press conference. The dude's always at like military parades, but was like, Well, we heard some backlash because uh a lot of children in America were upset. So for the kids, we're bringing you back some more pandas. Like, okay, how how could someone 
I don't know. Like you said, they make him so fear monger, but then it's like, oh, we'll get you some more fucking pain. I saw the, uh, he was, I guess the first person he met with was uh, Newsome, and Mm because he like came into like San Francisco or whatever. And uh, they gave him like uh, his own uh, Golden State Warriors jersey. (laughs) And he looked so hyped to get it. It was so funny. (laughs) Like he was. Must be a big uh, Steph Curry fan or something. Damn. It's, it's like when Dennis, or no, what do you call it? Yeah, when, Dennis, uh, Robin, Dennis Robin. North Korea, maybe. Yeah, we speak his voice with uh, Kim yeah, Jong-un. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were good friends, man. Yeah. It's wild. Hey, man, Dennis Robin could, uh, you know. Could pre- he pre- could have prevented nuclear warfare. The, yeah, exactly. Damn. You need guys like that. Yeah, good old Joe. Also, Joe Biden's from New Jersey. She's not a Philly Delaware. Girl. Delaware? Yeah. Well, either, yeah. Even more so. He you was like Dr- the senator from Delaware, and then I guess Jill Biden is from... She's from here. Yeah, around well, here. Like, Yeah, not from... I guess she's probably not, not from Philly here. She's not a Philly girl. Yeah. She be Where is she actually from? Like somewhere in Pennsylvania? That's a good question. Also, when she came... I felt so bad. She came to the link last year for the one playoff game. They booed the shit out of her. <laughs> I was like, damn. Shit. My mom was like, come on, Man. everybody. What are we doing here? They were and it was cancer awareness night. Like, they were like oh, it was like damn. Jill Biden and like eight cancer survivors. They were like boo. <laughs> it was not a good look. Oh man. Yeah, it was but yeah, Joe Biden's from Delaware. If you ever drive down ninety five south yeah, towards Baltimore, you drive past the, the Joe Biden rest stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, he's from from Scranton, but then spent most of his time in Delaware in his older life. I guess he oh, Jill was actually Jill was born in Hamilton, New Jersey. Told you she's a Jersey girl. Blueberry capital of the world. I know my shit. But then she grew up in Willow Grove. So okay. she grew up essentially from here, but not from the city. I'm just saying she's from a burb. Keep those receipts. I know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, so we got A. Phil's are making a little bit of somewhat moves, or at least knocking the rust off some tires. We got sleepy Joe Biden figuring some shit out. And we got our pandas back. Yeah. Things are things are looking up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking okay. <laughs> uh, but you know who maybe wasn't looking up was Kelly Oubre <laughs> when he was trying to cross the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Damn. God. Beat, yeah. beat, dickhead. Damn. Damn. Well, I'm going to assume it was the driver's fault because, you know, people fucking drive People drive here. like maniacs. maniacs they can find him. I think it's very odd that they haven't found any clip of the car at all. Yeah, well, this is, yeah, a lot of, lot of conspiracies abound here, because there was, uh, dude, did you see fucking, uh, like, fucking Howard Eskin was trying to grill uh, Nick Nurse about this last night, like, before the I, game I saw a clip or two, mm-hmm. yeah. Just, like, saying, uh, you know, what do you make of uh, the fact that the police are saying that this made it, it's like, dude, I don't fucking know, yeah. like. He's like, I'm gonna trust Kelly. Yeah. And then after that, they... Uh, I guess it was a TMZ got a hold of Ubre's uh, ring camera footage of him coming oh, home yeah. and saying hit by a car. Which like it was funny. People were like, "This is a this is an invasion of privacy." How they get this? Like, dude, they obviously leaked this. Yeah, right. <laughs> so right. they right. like put to bed this story. This like right. story. Or people whatever. were saying it was domestic. It was the result of domestic abuse. Yeah, there was this one. Yeah, like uh, like a yeah. pimp. <laughs> yeah, I think he got jumped. Because he only broke what? I Why mean, he get hit by a, a car. Pimp? Where did the pimp thing come from, though? I don't know. Yeah, is heard... that really a thing people <laughs> yeah, are saying? He got beat up, up by yeah. a guy in a big uh, yeah, fur cane. Why would a, a pimp beat up <laughs> Kelly Oubre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, apparently, uh, he's a little bit of a dog here and there. From what? He's married with a kid. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? I'm not. Listen, sources are out there. We're not judging. We're just, sources. I'm just saying. You know, sources, but yeah. I, think it, I think it adds a little bit of intrigue. If there's no evidence of a car 
You know, I mean, a couple broken ribs and a weird forearm bang up. That sound, you know what I mean? It could be, it could be something there. And why is he gonna come in his house with his bike and say, "Tell his wife I got hit by a car"? Because what's yeah. he gonna say? I got beat up by the pig. Well, see what ha- it seems like. What happens was he tried to walk it off, came home, and then I'm sure his wife was like, "Dude, you gotta go to the fucking hospital. What are yeah. you doing?" He walked and in, then, he was like, "Ugh." And his, and he's, <laughs> yeah, he's probably like, "Ah, I'm good." And she was like, "No, you gotta go to a doctor." And then at that point, he gets interviewed by the cops, and he's trying to remember where it was, and he probably just didn't remember he's what not street from it was. here. Not, yeah, he's been here for like two months. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably got like uh, disoriented. Whatever street mixed up. Yeah, I mean, it, I think nuts. it was. It's on yeah, broad. It was supposedly on broad and locust. I mean, I I believe that people not, people driving down locust sometimes going all fast and whatnot driving down those streets that lead up to broad. I would totally believe that, especially if he's on a bike. Yeah, he's got a better bike. That's a shitty ass bike too. Yeah, he's making tell. he's making a minimum contract, man. He's, he's got just been other that, things that, to spend money. Yeah, he's out here riding like, a like, mongoose, though. <laughs> I mean, they have that like fisheye lens thing, so it may have been making the bike look smaller than it is. He's also six seven, maybe, so the bike probably looked small yeah, next to him. Yeah, you had to get a really big bike. Well, anyway, I'm just saying, we gotta get that man a new bike. But apparently, also, it sounds like get... he might be back sooner than expected, though. Yeah, yeah. in a couple weeks, only one like, broken rib. Yeah, I mean, a couple fractured ribs as well, and the forearm was banged up, but like. He had some lacerations and whatnot, bruises, but it's not that long of an injury. No, yeah, I would think the only holdback is that, like, I mean, I'm not a professional athlete, but, like, if you break ribs and damage ribs like that, your whole motion, that shit's got to hurt yeah. the first couple of weeks when you get out of that stretching and you're jumping up. And he's, di- he's a great defensive player, too, fast-paced. But he'll be all right. Definitely miss him, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sixers without uh, him and Batum have been a little... You know, I mean, they've been playing well, but it seems like if they're missing like anybody, it's it's uh it's kind of hard to make up for it. Yeah, you start to see Marcus Morris playing yeah. way too much. Mm-hmm. But before we move on to the last few games, well, this was one of the last few games. But how about Maxi after he dropped his fifty burger, saying uh, yeah. that, that that was for Kelly Oubre and that yeah. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. met the guy, but I love him. Yeah, and this was for him, and we wish him well, and we hope he comes back soon. That warmed my heart, man. Maxie's a fucking gem. That guy is the sweetest person, honestly. Yeah, vibes are good. Yeah, yeah, despite the last couple of losses and this latest oddity in what has been Sixers basketball yeah. for the last 10 years, mm-hmm. vibes are still good. Yeah, Maxie's a happy guy. 23 years old, puts up a 50-burger. I mean, that's an incredible performance. That was nuts. I mean, it was good to see him and B 2 as a duo. Yeah, the Phenomenal. Cra- the crazy thing about that game is Embiid put up 37, 13, 7 assists. I mean, you didn't even notice. Three steals. <laughs> yeah. And no one even talked about yeah, it. Yeah. It's like most, probably 95% of NBA players, Embiid's game that night would have been a career game. And yep. no one even said anything. Yeah. I mean, he's been leading the league in scoring for the last two years now. Coming into this, mm-hmm. too. I mean, he didn't win the MVP two years ago, but he led the league in scoring, led the league in scoring last year as a center, and then this year leads the league in scoring again. I mean, that's an incredible run. Yeah. With or without the hardware for it, but kudos to – I mean, it's incredible to watch. I mean, it still doesn't get old to watch him out there just do fadeaways or post somebody up or – it's wild. And it's nice now to have Maxie running around and not just, like you said before, running around with a chicken on his head like – have meaningful impact on the game. Right. You know? 
But yeah, shout out to Maxie coming through with all that. But yeah, you know what was not fun about Washington Bead? Last night. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Looked like maybe uh should have sat that one out. Yeah, it was uh I think it was the last the the first Indiana game rather. He went for a, a loose ball. He dove for it, and then a guy fell on his hips, like mm-hmm. slash ribs, yeah, like, like fell on his side. side. Yeah, and it like you could tell, it kind of affected him at the time. He laid on the ground for a little bit. I think the last couple of games, you really saw how much it was affecting up. him. Yeah, especially that Boston game, man. He just couldn't move. No, yeah. <clears throat> yeah Horford was like stealing his shit left and right. Yeah, yeah. No awareness too. There's been a couple of times where he's been driving the ball up the court. From the like pass in, and then like he'll just get stole from the back, like from the back. Like you gotta look around. Like also, don't let Embiid walk that shit up the court anymore because he doesn't. He's so slow and big that like it's inevitably gonna get stolen. Someone's usually behind him, and Boston did it the whole game where like yeah. they'd have someone waiting in the back, they'd throw it in, he'd call for the ball, and then poop, they pop it right out. It's like all right, well, we're not gonna stop that shit. Embiid's not. A, he's a terrible dribbler. Even the one against the Pacers when. It was a bullshit call with the whole... Oh, that travel? Yeah, but, like, like yeah. that was the point of the game where as soon as that happened, it was gone. We were only yeah. down by two, and Bede's walking it up. Literally, they said he's a terrible dribbler, and then bang, got that, which I think was bullshit anyway, but... It was a weak call. They were just... At that point, then they're doing weird passes and just taking terrible shots, and, you know, Halliburton was just teeing off to that game. You couldn't Halliburton's aff- a hell you of a could, player. You couldn't afford, yeah. though, to have those, like, stupid mistakes, you know... In a two-point game right there. And then it just got out of hand and yeah. lost the game. But, yeah, Halliburton's a hell of a player, man. He reminds me of James Harden when James Harden used to be good. Just yeah. this weird kind of herky-jerky style. The most elite court vision you've ever yeah. seen. Doesn't really play a lick of defense. Neither does Harden. Neither did Harden. But does everything else. He's just Halliburton in and of himself in his elite offense. Yeah, Pacers don't really have anyone good. He offensively, could not but he just made their entire team. He their entire team is number one in offense because of him. Yeah. yeah, he could not miss that game. Everything was going in. Yeah, I mean, in thirty the first, foot threes with his weird jump shot. Yeah, but I think in the first half too, he was like fourteen of fourteen, eight of the, you know, four or five of which were threes. Yeah, like the dude just it was going off. Um, but you're gonna get that. Like we talked about it earlier before the power. It's like you know you have that taste in your mouth where a you're playing a team pretty quickly after playing them before. You're in that little tournament mode, so it's kind of like a playoff vibe when you're seeing someone so recently. And you just got put a 50-burger on by Maxi, so like you're going to want to you know, smack him in the mouth or do whatever and, and come back and win that game. But just little stupid shit that the Sixers did that they could have won the game that ended up biting him in the ass at the end. Yeah, I think the one thing that I noticed, the, the way Indiana was defending Maxi is the first game... Maxie's running ball screens with Embiid. They're either going under, and uh, Maxie's just getting a wide-open three, or they're going over, and he's just blowing by them. So you notice this in the Boston game, too. They would bring the second defender up to the level of the screen. Mm-hmm. So as soon as he comes off it, whether this is the first defender goes under or over, he's got another guy in front of him. Yeah, And he's he's starting to figure it out, but he doesn't have the, the court vision, the passing know-how to go throw the ball where it needs to be thrown every time to to his teammate when mm-hmm. that happens. And uh, I don't know, man. That 50-burger was great. He was the first non-Embiid or Iverson sixer to score 50 since Dana Barrows <laughs> in 1995. 
Yo, Dana uh, Barris was a bucket that year, though. I yeah. kind of remember that when I was a kid. He was my guy on NBA Jam. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, at the same time, I think that in some ways it was, I don't want to say it was bad for him to drop that 50 burger, but now teams are really going to pay oh, yeah. a lot closer attention to him yeah. than they were previously. So he's got to respond. Yeah, they need a secondary uh, ball handler pretty bad. Mm-hmm. It's The minutes where he's off look pretty ugly. Like there's a couple possessions last night where it was just – I was we were just watching a two-man game between Marcus Morris and oh, Pat yeah. Bev. I was oh, like, my God. this is horrific. Brutal. <laughs> like, Brutal. Oh, my God. Yeah, we love Pat Bev. Always have, always will. I, I said myself many times he could be awful this year and I'll still be happy with him. Still feel that way. But that was awful last mm-hmm. night. Yeah, he, he just was... gave them nothing, just bricking three after three and falling like five feet short. I know. He, he airballed was... one oh, or my two. God, I him and Morris were airballing threes. That one was terrible. I mean, it, the guy was sitting there under the, under the basket just, all right, yeah, this is easy money yeah. right here for me. It's like it's good to kick return. Yeah, like, like, cool, thanks. <laughs> it's a fair catch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's all right. They needed to come back down to reality, you know, 8-1. Top team, you know, they're eight and one. Eagles are eight and one. Everybody's on top of the thing, but like, okay, let's yeah. level set a little bit. At least you know. Despite that loss against the Pacers, at least we got to get our first look at that beautiful court. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, you know, what it reminded me of just a big ass ketchup bottle, man. Yeah, yeah, just a big <laughs> ass ketchup. Just said like Heinz in the, in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Like even with like the dark blue, <laughs> it just matched a big ketchup bottle almost to a T. Yeah. It's like, damn, I, I was watching that game. I had a couple of potatoes. It's like, yo, I'm about to throw these in the air fryer real quick. Well, yeah. Put I'll... some ketchup on these. I'm eating good. I'm matching the court. Mm-hmm. Also, with that big-ass trophy, too, in the middle, I'm like, that's definitely fucking with the Sixers, too, because like, they don't do good when they start seeing that shit pop up on shit. Playoff nope. time, this. Mm-mm. Yeah, that court is horrendous. Brutal. Fortunately, the in-season tournament's still going. I don't think the Sixers are going to win it. Yeah. The uh the game against the Hawks is a tournament game. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Yeah, I don't. Atlanta I haven't tomorrow. seen what their court looks like. Yeah, I'm sure they they all look kind of similar. It's like Boise State, They're but just... for basketball. Right. Yeah, yeah, they all look like fucked up college courts. Just makes no sense. I mean that that's the mode you did. Yeah, it looked. Come it on looked now. like they there was like um, you know, like a high school art class had a competition to. Have someone designed the court. Seriously. Right. They probably <laughs> did have some interns like. design this. Yeah, yeah. But they did just like bulk. It's like when you do shit and you're like, all right, I'm going to bulk paint this. And it just like fills in the whole thing. And they're like, that's it. I'm just going to do red and blue, but mostly red yeah. on the whole entire court. And then we're going to wear blue that matches the accent blue. I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't like that at all. Yeah, no, it looks. Ugh. Then you got, damn, I should have said this too. Then they had Topper out there. He missed the fucking bell. Yeah, oh, yeah. You should have known. Baseball, yeah. Your baseball coach misses the. <laughs> you, that was bad mojo. You should have yeah. known we were going to lose when yep. that happened. That shit was real. Even bad. having him there. Mm-hmm. He yeah. lost game seven, man. We're, he lost game six and seven at home, and we have him ring the bell. The bell's right here. He went. Might as well have had Doc come and ring the fucking yeah. bell. Yeah. For real, <laughs> man. Might as well have had Helen Keller ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Bring her back from yeah. the grave, dude. Nah, I'm playing. But damn, I was like, come on, Topper. It's a bad Yeah, I did right see there. that. That's embarrassing. Yeah, it's no good. But, yeah, a couple other things about the Sixers. So, yeah, it was good for them to fall back down to earth. I mean, to go 2-2 two and two against Boston, who is right now the number one team mm-hmm. in the East, and Indiana, who's number three, to go 2-2 two and two in a split against those teams, especially when you have them back-to-back like that, Indiana Tuesday, Boston Wednesday, 
not the worst thing in the world. That Boston game, once you found out Porzingis and Brown were mm-hmm. out, felt a little more winnable. Even without Ubre and Batum, you kind of felt like, yeah, Boston's missing two more important players. Yeah. But it just wasn't meant to be. Obviously, we know that the Sixers need a backup ball handler. The other thing they need to do, man, is they need to meet, shoot more threes. Yeah. Boston shot 50 threes. The Sixers yeah. shot 30. Yeah. Boston made 18. Both teams shot 36%. The Sixers shot 11 of 30, 12 of 30, I forget, whatever 36% is. And Boston shot 18 of 50. Mm-hmm. But Boston made seven more threes, and you lost by 10. Right. I mean, yeah. There it is right there, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not a one-for-one. One. Unfortunately, again, he was out there hitting threes too left and right, which yeah, is frustrating. Yeah. So frustrating to see. I'll be so happy when his ass retires, mm-hmm. man. Just, I despise that guy. But, yeah, I mean, they need to shoot more threes. Marcus Morris should never see the court again, even if he is from North Philly. He's, his career's, his best days are far behind him. Yeah. And the other thing, I said this last night in, in the group chat, they should have put B-Ball Paul on the floor with Embiid last night. Yeah. They got to start trying that if Marcus Morris is going to give you nothing. Yeah. And uh, if Batum's going to be inconsistent with, not even with playing, but just being able to play. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, you got to put B-Ball Paul out there. You got to put Springer out there. I was just about to mention Springer. He looked pretty nice. They were hooping. Like Nick Nurse said after the game, that he, like, earned some extra minutes uh, going forward, so we're probably going to see more of him. But, yeah, he he was really good. Yeah. Got a couple big steals. Husky little guy. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's stocky, yeah. man. He's, he's rocked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Jaden Springer. And then what else? Toby. Toby's got to shoot more threes. I appreciate that he's doing this bully ball thing where he goes down in the mid post and he can get most of the shots he wants down there. But it's so many times these last few games, you've seen him just pass open a wide open three to do that. Mm, yeah. It's like, dog, you're a 40%, almost a 40% three-point shooter. Right. Don't be bashful. Just let it fire. But all in all, they're eight and three. I'm not going to sit here, overreact to a couple consecutive losses against good teams in November. The same way I wasn't going to overreact to a win against the Celtics last week. Right. They'll yeah. be all right. It felt good. It was nice to see him pull it out. Close yeah. game. You know what I mean? But this what. So we're split right now, and that's okay. Yeah, they'll be all right. This isn't even the Sixers in their final form. They'll make a trade. Yeah. Yeah. At least one. Probably. Hopefully two. But uh, I think that's all the stats I have written down. Just to further emphasize the point about them needing to shoot more threes, they're 12th in the league in shooting percentage at 36.4%, but they're 28th out of 30 teams in attempts. Yeah. yeah and it's basically go. they're neck and neck with Charlotte and whoever else. They're Ass. like percentage points above the, the last yeah. place team. So they got to shoot more. They have the personnel. Toby, Rocco, yeah, Rocco. Maxi, Melton started to shoot yeah, a little bit. He was popping yeah, off, he's yeah. Been, he's been uh, coming around the past couple games for sure. B-Ball Paul knocked that one down. That was <laughs> yeah, hilarious. That was really I funny. was dying. But, uh, yeah, they got to shoot more goddamn threes, man. But, anyway, not to belabor the point, they got Atlanta on Friday, tomorrow, and we'll see if they uh, can stay alive in this in-season tournament. Oh, yeah. I do like the one stat, too, where there's only four teams that rank in the top ten of both of offense and defense. Funny enough, it's two in the West and two in the East, but the two in the East are Boston and the Sixers, which are yeah. pretty cool. And they're they're neck and neck in terms of comparison that way, so 
like you said, they they get those extra pieces, they figure it out. They're a surprisingly, dare I say, dominant team on the cusp of being a dominant team. They they got yeah. the pieces to do it. They got a nice fresh coach. You know, we'll see what they do moving forward. But it's at least positive signs moving forward. Yeah, I think last week Nick Nurse said he's only rolled out forty percent of the the defensive game plan. Mm-hmm. So you know, some weird defensive schematic shit is coming. Yeah, I was waiting for it last night where he goes to the box and one starts running a full mm-hmm. court press in the second quarter for no reason. And he's going to start doing weird stuff like yeah. that, and that'll lift them. That'll help them win at least a couple games that they wouldn't win otherwise. So we'll be all right, man. The vibes are still immaculate. Yeah, big time. All good. Uh, I guess we can touch on the Flyers a little bit. I didn't get a chance to really watch the game last night, but they beat the Hurricanes. Oh, yeah. Are, who, like, haven't been, uh, you know – quite playing to their potential this uh, this season but they're you know they're a good team um yeah i don't know carter hart comes back that's a pretty big game i don't know what the, uh don't what, what what is this team i don't like, i'll <laughs> tell you what they are if the playoffs started today they'd be the eight seed yeah <laughs> but nah, man they're a lot of fun to watch i watched after the sixers loss i watched the end of that the flyers game the last 10 minutes of the third period and even during halftime in the Sixers game, I was watching the Flyers game. They were skating really well. They're a really well-coached team. They play really hard. Uh, some of the losses on that West Coast wing were largely because Urson, I don't think he's an NHL-level goalie, whereas Carter Hart is probably a top half. The, he's mm-hmm. definitely a top half of the league NHL goalie. So they reaped the benefits of him coming back, certainly, last night. Uh, Cal Peterson... Got his revenge on the Kings for trading him yeah, yeah. in that game. So he had a little extra to play for in that one. And uh, aside from the goaltending, I mean, they have a bunch of guys that would probably on – the Flyers' third and fourth lines are probably a lot of teams in the NHL's second or third line. Yeah. They have a lot of depth on as far as their forwards are concerned. And their defensemen are starting to get healthy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're a young, gritty team. I mean, they're playing kind of – not – not the same as the Sixers, but they're playing like a different team than they were last year, right? They're playing a little bit more free. They're playing mm-hmm. more aggressive. There's really no expectation, which is great. Not that there was last year either, but they feel like they actually have their shit together. Where like last year, we had so many injuries off the top of the season that it was just a big deflating thing to watch. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like you could just see the team like not really care about playing or they didn't know what yeah. to do and the, the fans were all mad. We're here. It's like no one really gives a shit what they do, but we're going to still care a little bit because we want to watch. And they're, you know, they're yeah. playing good, they're playing good hockey, which is just always fun to see. They've had, you know, more time. They've had, you know, a full season under Torts now. Yeah. I feel like, uh, obviously, they don't have the the high-end talent that they need to really be a contender, but you're at least starting to see how this team is supposed to look. Yeah. Like, how they're supposed to play, you know, the, you know, the style that they want them playing. And, like, I don't know, it looks good. Um they have like a few young guys that have been. De- I mean, Owen Tippett's been really good, crushing it. Yeah. He had that. I like that. He had like guy. a goal, like a like a minute or two into the game last night. He has like a really great shot. Yeah. Um, He's also really fast. Once yeah. he once he has the puck and a full head of steam for a guy as big as he is, he can outskate a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he's uh, and he's also he also also with Ginger, so like you know you have to have your. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, we got rid of Giroux. You needed to. We had to get another ginger back for him, so we're keeping that going. 
Their uh, prospects have been looking good too. I think it was last night or maybe the night before the uh, uh, for the London Knights. Uh, our boy Oliver Bonk had yeah, a Yeah, I was going to say, I heard oh, Oliver yeah, Bonk was looking good. He, him and their kid, they Barky. have Barky. Yeah, yeah Barky and Bonk. I think they had like four or five points <laughs> in between Bonk, the two Bark. of them. Yeah. Barky, Bonk, and Bonk, and Barky. And yeah. Brink. Yeah. Well, Brink, Brink's on the Brink, Yeah, Brink's with the Flyers, now. but it's just so funny. Just the fucking Three Stooges over here. Yeah, exactly. It sounds so funny. Yeah, that and Gauthier has been looking fantastic in college. I mean, people are, you know, I heard some... Some guys say he has like one of like the best shots that he's seen from a prospect in like years. Like he just has like a you know he just seems like he's one of those guys that just has like this effortless like killer sniper shot. Love to hear it. Um, you know, and he's he, like he's looking like uh, they. I mean, even though they got him at five, like he's looking like kind of a steal in that draft. I think he, uh, knowing what people know now, I think he might have gone a little higher than that. Um, so yeah, you know. It's going to be a, a few years, but things are looking up. Yeah, I feel good like about like how things are going. Yeah, I feel, I feel good about the Flyers. They've uh, Torts is definitely. You can tell he's he's starting to vibe with the team a little bit more. You could tell he was miserable as hell last year. Oh, big time. Yeah, but this year he's he, he's still kind of just cantankerous, crotchety, grouchy Torts. But you can see he cares a little. He shows care for the players a little bit more in the media. Last year, he wouldn't hesitate to throw guys under the bus in front of the media. Yeah, just sometimes it's a little uncalled for. But this year, he's been understanding. He said he's going to give Morgan Frost some playing time after Frost had two goals over the weekend. Yeah, and uh, I feel yeah. like some of that comes from the new like organizational shuffling. I agree and with stuff. that. I like, say that too. I, you yeah. know, I feel like uh, you know, as far as like not throwing players under the bus and having like you know kind of better uh you know relationships with the personnel and stuff i feel like when um you know chuck fletcher was the guy overseeing all of that like he's probably not really he's probably so, scared to stand up to exactly towards. yeah but now like you have like you know a group that you know is gonna be there for a while yeah you got some so, hockey guys in there, yeah dude. and the so hockey guys like from the 80s with it. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you inherit hockey guys from the nineties, right? The 2000s. You inherit, you inherit like a shitty team, a dinosaur organization from an upper management standpoint. You got young guys on the team that don't really, you know, it's bopping around. You get hit with a plethora of injuries after a bunch of free agent signings, so you can understand that kind of angst that he had. Yeah, or like you said, this year, you know, he's got great upper management, kind of like what. Every team in Philly does, right? Like the good teams that play well in Philly, whatever sport it is, have a great uh, upper management, a good coach with at least a vision and an identity of some sort, and young guys that want to play for him. And I feel like you're kind of seeing that mold of we're seeing, you know, we we know we want to make a mug. We got the clay. It's starting to get nice worked up. We're looking pretty good. You know what I mean? So if only keep that train rolling, we'll be good to go. Yo, shout out Mug, Cole, yeah. and Clay. I was trying to, I was working that in there, yeah. <laughs> but nah, man, I, I said this before on the pod, I'll continue to say it. I think at the start of the season, everyone kind of thought the Flyers were going to be a basement team, that they had kind of counted them out, that, you know, this team is going to be top five draft pick material. Don't get me wrong, that 10-game losing streak, the Flyers are good for one every year, it seems, lately. That could still happen. But right now, I don't see it happening. They're in... The majority of their games, even if they lose, everyone gets blown out once or twice. They certainly have. Hockey's a weird sport mm-hmm. sometimes like yeah. that. But they play hard. They play hashtag the right way. 
and uh, more often than not, this team's going to be in it. I wouldn't be surprised if they mess around and flirt with a playoff spot all season. I'm going to say it right now on November 16th at 8.50 p.m. approximately on this pod. If the Flyers make the playoffs, I will do six shots and 99 bananas on this podcast. You heard it here, folks. Yeah, we're holding you to that shit. That's where the tradition yeah, began. Mm-hmm. Tradition comes full circle if they make the playoffs, baby. Let's go. I like that bet. I fully support that bet. <laughs> I don't, but <laughs> I made it anyway. <laughs> That's going to be a fun day toward the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just about wrap it up for the Flyers. Birds. Yeah, let's birds, move on baby. to the birds. We got the Super Bowl rematch. Rematch. In Kansas City, in Arrowhead, we got rematch of the Super Bowl. We got the Kelsey brothers facing off. We got Eagles versus Andy Reid facing off. It's a exciting game. I think, uh, like I said on the top, I think, you know, the slate of NFL is great. Finally, we have a great Thursday night football, good Sunday night, and wrapping it up with a great Monday night game. I, I think we give this one up. I'm not going to lie. I'd love to see us pull this one out and win. But I just feel like the gravity of the game, you know what I mean? You're in Kansas City, all the fucking pomp and circumstance of the whole, you know, oh, it's the rematch of the Super Bowl and all this stuff. And the players, like, we don't want to compare it to that. But you know that's in the back of everybody's head. You can't not play the game thinking about last year. Uh, But I can see it being a close, high-scoring game. But I don't know. I got an uneasy feeling about Monday night. Well, hey, we we can get to our score predictions in a little yeah, bit, I'm not, I'm not doing predictions yet. Yeah, I'm just we can saying, get to that know. in a little bit. But, yo, how do you all feel about this team heading into this rough stretch just as a whole? Good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, they're definitely gotten healthier. That's nice. Um, secondary is still a bit of a point of concern, I think. I think that's just going to be something you got to deal with all year. Um, and they're just, you know, just got to score a lot of points, I think is, you know, I think the buy came at the perfect time. Like you said, people got healthier. You saw, uh, Hertz shed the cast and, and Jurgens is looking good too. He's, he's coming back as well, potentially. Um, he, he practiced in full today. He'll be back. I think the biggest thing, like you said, Trevor, is that like, yeah, the secondary needs some work, but I think that the buy also helped out that because you got re and shit, but I have it here. He's, what is he? The third highest uh, covered safety in, in the NFL, and he also leads the NFL in pass breakups as a safety with six. Oh, really? Here. Damn. Okay. So I think that you let him gel another week. You got Kevin Byard, who's an All Pro from the division of Kansas City, so he's familiar with Pat Mahomes. But you give him more time with the team to learn the plays. The guy's an All Pro, Pro Bowler in his past. Obviously, he's a little older now, but yeah, you give him some more time to gel before this kind of meat of the of the schedule. I think that the secondary, the team moving forward hinges upon not giving up 300 fucking yards a game and four touchdowns. Like the defensive front, they're getting pressures. You got Josh Sweat and Micah Parsons have before the Giants stats, obviously because we were on the bye, have nearly identical stats in terms of pressures, sacks, uh, QB yeah, touches. Josh Sweat's been playing great. You know, Sweat's been going lights out. Uh, What's it called? Hassan Reddick, since he shed the cast, has seven and a half sacks. He should have, he would have had probably 13 already if he didn't have that cast on the start of the season. So the defensive front, they might not get the flashy sack stat, but they're right there. And I think that that only, that hinges upon the fact that the secondary can't quite stop anybody. But you give that bye week some time, let that secondary marinate. 
that's really where this team could take off. Because then you're not putting up just 34 points against yeah. 28 or 31. You're putting up 34 points against 24, you know, maybe 17. Because you're not giving up those Hail Mary bombs all the time. Yeah. Did you did you guys hear about this uh, rumor about Jalen Carter possibly like... Shoplifting? shoplifting oh, at the self-checkout in Target? Yeah. Wait, I'm going to play this, this video from this fucking doofus. <laughs> uh, this fucking guy. Uh, wait, fuck. Also, though, let's be real. He if you're doing like self checkout, he, he looks like a dope. Yeah. All right. Breaking news out of Philadelphia, Center City. The Philadelphia Eagles were recently notified after their star defensive lineman Jalen Carter was at a downtown Center City grocery store. Downtown. He went through a self checkout line. Someone who he knows, supposedly a girlfriend of his, failed to bring out certain things. He then grabbed the bags and walked out and was approached by security personnel. He got into some sort of argument. Eagles were called and he was released. That comes from certain police sources that I have, including the great Mark Fusetti. Eagles, this is Jalen Carter. I don't know what's going on with Jalen. I don't know if this was a misunderstanding. I'm just putting this information out there regarding an alleged. All right, break. What? (laughs) A few things there. One, I love just – it's been a – between that and, like, the the Ubre stuff, it's been quite a week for guys who, like, I got a friend who's a cop yeah. and he told me <laughs> <Yeah>. to fucking <laughs> – right. you know, my, my, my dad, he's yeah. fucking at the station, told me to G on Carter's Shout fucking, out, Rigatoni. Uh, what the yeah. fuck? What? He just pulled the name out of his ass. Also, I just – it's funny the idea of, like, uh, you know, the idea that there would be some kind of big scandal about uh, a person committing a crime that's probably, like – Stealing with a self-checkout is probably the most common crime yeah. next to, like, smoking marijuana. It, it's, it's more common in jaywalking <laughs> there, these days. Guys, Jesus. There's, there's probably people, as we speak, who, like, make, like, six figures who are stealing shit Right. You go to self-checkout with the intention of at yeah. least getting a couple things for free yeah. in the bag. You're not checking everything in that thing. Oh, uh, you guys, you, you guys ever steal? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. This could be used against me. This is could be incriminating. Yeah, could be... All the time. We're walking up to them fucking, if it's an apple, what's the cheapest one? I'm getting them honey crips for a gala oh, yeah. apple I price. know, like, they used to do the trick. Uh, I mean, you remember when, like, Wegmans had the section with, like, the loose tea? Yeah. And you would just, oh, like. I used to work there. I know. Yeah, you'd, like, uh, and you'd have to, like, get a barcode to stick on the thing. Mm-hmm. you like, wait or whatever. And you just, like, weigh, like, nothing and then just fill it up and then just slap the, you know, mm-hmm. do that. Oh, I was a cashier. I used to catch people doing that sometimes, and I was... Did you let it slide? It depended on the day. (laughs) Hold it right there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I never do it, because, I mean, I'm sure it's very easy to get away with, but I'm just... I don't know. I don't... uh, You do... I don't like getting in trouble, you know? I just feel like... I feel like I'm too old to be like getting in trouble at the store. (laughs) Dude, You, if you steal from the Target self-checkouts enough, they get you. Because oh, yeah. they, they see you well, on camera and, what I heard, and they have that facial recognition. Yeah, well, I, what I heard, too, was sometimes what they'll do is they'll let people do it and just let them yeah, do it. Yeah, they'll let you do it until... It, until you rack up enough exactly, to make it like a felony yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. So you get, yeah, so you, so you got to go to different targets. You know, you, gotta, you can't just be hitting up the same one all the right. time. You got to yeah. go... Diversify your portfolio. Steal a little bit from CVS, hit up the Rite Aid, the Walgreens. 
Yeah, Chandler yeah. Carter was a steal to a target. Fuck that guy, Jabroni ass. Yo, how are you as a security person gonna walk up <laughs> on probably, Jalen Carter? Someone probably right. he probably saw like uh, someone whoever uh, reported this. He just probably saw like a large man in a Jalen Carter jersey <laughs> stealing <laughs> the self checkout. Right. He's just like oh, that must be that's what he wears all the time. Is his this is just his work uniform yeah. all the time. Yeah. He's like uh, yeah, they, like he's like. Um, like like the the Harlem Globetrotters when they're on Scooby Doo, <laughs> they're just always wearing the Harlem Globetrotters uniform. <laughs> Makes no sense. Yeah, but yeah. I can just picture the uh, the security person walking up. If it was actually Jaden Carter, six three, three hundred twenty pounds. Security guy's probably like five six, hundred fifty pounds. Like, excuse me, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to talk to you. What the fuck? <laughs> Out. No. Oh man. But yeah, my uncle, you got you. I got an uncle at City Hall. He said yeah. that Biden sold the election. Yo, during this whole transition, the city's really they're getting gonna, all crazy. They're, gonna, right they're now. supposed to announce it next week that Trump actually won. Yo, so hold up, was that guy on the video? Was he from here? Probably not. I, Look at that dumbass hoodie he's wearing. So I was calling, looking about downtown Center City. Who the yeah, hell says downtown? downtown? Yeah, right. that's a that's a tell. Also, who says it? In both ways. If you're going to say, you either you say, say Center City or, or downtown. You don't say in Center City, downtown. Well, what? It's like, no, you know what? Some old heads will call it downtown Center City. Mm-hmm. Some, some like, my, I think my granddad, actually, he'll call it downtown or Center City. Sometimes he'll just use them both. Well, now, well, you don't but say. that guy wasn't an old head. Well, He's South Philly, you don't say downtown. But when I was in Northfield, because I would say downtown. I'm going downtown. Yeah, yeah. Did you right, go downtown? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. If you're, uh, but you don't say, I'm going downtown to Center City. Yeah, you say one or the other. You don't say right. I'm going to the beach shore. Right. You know right. I'm, I'm going down the shore to the beach. What? Yeah, no one says that. The only people that say that are people that aren't from here. Hello. That he's guy looked like he was at some fraud, kind of weird dude. short house. Yeah. He looked like a Jersey City boy, man. A I Jersey called my friend boy. Rigatone. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that yeah. guy. My friend Sergeant Spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Carter, maybe he got some free shit, whatever. I bet you he gets two sacks this week. I will say That'll that. That'll put him at yeah. six. Yeah. I'll, I'll be buying you that bottle next week if that's the case. But, mm-hmm. uh. Hey, man, we're not going to have. There's no, uh, no sod father this time. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. We're going to have that grass nice and dry. They better. Unless they repaint that shit for some reason. Yeah. What if Kansas City was just they messing with us? They water. trolled us and just before the game just wet the whole. Thing. I yeah, would. Just start oh, the sprinkler water. system went on for some reason. Well, they got to play on that, too. And they were, like I said, and to your point, Trevor, it really hit, like, the offense is producing fine. An interesting stat, uh, Kansas City is the lowest scoring team in the second half in the NFL this oh, they're, season. Oh, they're not good this year. I have and that in my And the number one team is yeah. the Eagles. Defense is probably a little improved. Oh, their defense but, is much improved. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the Eagles now, on, on the opposite of that, are the number one team in the second half. You also got Jalen Hurts in terms of completion percentage on third downs last year was 93%. That was like top three in the NFL. This year, he's 99 Yeah. on third down. Yo, Hurts leads the league in yeah. completion percentage above expectation. And second half, he's a, it's unreal. Whether it's second half numbers, whether it's come from behind, touchdown to interception ratio, I don't think, I'm not going to say it, but his touchdowns are way more than his interceptions. I don't think he's had yeah. a pick yet when he's coming from behind. His quarterback rating is like mm, one thirty something. The Jets game, that pick was coming from. Behind. He's like all right, so he's like twelve and two. Either way, his numbers are one hundred twenty four percent passer rating. The dude's lights out in the second half. I, you know, 
the KC game is what it is. I think the added pressure of the rematches of one thing, but that next stretch, the Bills, Josh Allen's a bitch, San Fran, I can't wait to talk shit to them when they come into town. Seattle, we'll see what's up with them. Dallas is another big one. But I think in that four game stretch, what did I say? KC, San Fran, five. Buffalo five. We go three and two. Yeah, I have us a three and two as well. Um pick and choose the two that you want, but I think that Buffalo really ah, Buffalo they, they're they, on they some look weird shit right, right now. now. Yeah, I don't know what they're up to. Yeah, I just fired their OC. Yeah. That uh, guy yeah, there's that famous video of him like slamming oh, yeah. shit in the fucking booth. Yeah. Ken Dorsey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember when he was a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He was very mediocre. But then you got KC. Uh, we can't not talk about the KC game and not talk about Pat Mahomes. Oh, hey, guys. It's like, Trevor, you're better at the Mahomes <laughs> voice than there I am. Is. <laughs> <laughs> not changing his underwear? Yeah. yeah. Are they coming off a win or Ma- a loss? How is yeah. he going to say that on the Manning cast for all of America to hear? Nuts. Brutal. walking around wearing dirty underwear. I don't lose with this. Where it's the same pair, doesn't wash them when they win. Man's got 114 career wins. That shit's nasty. And they're coming off. They came off a bye, too. Yeah, yeah and they, and they won, won the last game. That shit's been so those underwear have been marinating for... Ugh, <laughs> yuck. <laughs> That's vulgar, man. Can you imagine being the running back, though? And you got to, like, sit by him? Yeah. You line up behind him? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. And they always wear white pants? Typically, oh, yeah. yeah. The, the what, run- color, what color are those underwear? <laughs> the running, the running backs, like guys. Brown, I, I, really, I really think we need to like stop running so much pistol. We need, <laughs> yeah. to, we need to go shotgun. Like, Andy, you got any interesting plays <laughs> that aren't me behind Pat? <laughs> yeah, that's nasty, man. Imagine being in the locker room with him after a game. You're all celebrating, chest bumping, and then you catch a whiff of those undies. I mean, Oof. admittedly, most people in that locker room probably smell. They I mean, all probably smell but like that's ass, probably but... particularly rank. Imagine if they win eight games in a row. You mean to tell me he didn't wash those underwear for eight weeks? Also, he's been elite. I mean, not going to lie. It's not like his first year. Like, they've got got holes in him and everything, too. And what happens if, like, after they won the Super Bowl? You mean to tell me he didn't wash those undies the whole playoff run, the whole offseason? They were probably all stiff and hard and weird and... Yeah, they were probably crusty as hell, man. And he had to put them on week one, like... I wonder if he's got, like, a special, like, case for him to, like, keep him separate from, like, a... Yeah, I don't know. freak probably Maybe does. some kind of airtight uh, thing. To... Most people have jerseys. He has all his underwear just <laughs> Yo, how come he didn't talk about this on quarterback, man? I have questions. About what? Yeah. He should have talked about this on quarterback. He didn't yeah. mention this at all. Now was your time, fucking freak. Yeah, he, he had to hide that secret mm-hmm. from us. Because he knows he would have lost some fandom if he was like, yeah, I just the wear Manning the same brothers raggedy, bring that freak underwear. out people when he's on that show. Yeah, what do you think of the Manning cast? I fucking love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I always really forget to put it on, but it's, it's the good. only one I watch. Yeah. I can't stand Joe Buck, dude. Nah, Joe Buck's a bitch. I love the Manning brothers when they do that shit. It was fun. Uh, you see when Aaron Rodgers was on it and like his microphone was like all fucked up? It was just yeah. it's like crazy feedback or yeah. whatever. Probably because cause it's probably the interference from uh, all like the tinfoil that his house yeah. is covered in. <laughs> yeah. All the acid he's on. Yeah. Yeah, but I learned something new about, like, the Manning ca- football every time I watch the Manning cast. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. They're really good at, like, pr- you know. They can predict the plays, and I'm thinking, how do you know that? Well, and to have, like, Mahomes doing that, it was that was kind of cool, too, besides the underwear bit, when he was like, they're going to run the ball twice and then play action fade to the end zone for a touchdown. Yeah, exactly and what happened. it was yeah. like, okay, You're well. Like, how do you know that? Yeah. 
And that was the funny thing, too. Russell Wilson, for all the shit we talk about Russell Wilson. He's been balling. He's got the two, I don't know what the percentage is called, but it's like percentage of it being able to be a caught ball. He has the two most least likely balls ever thrown in the end zone to be caught for a touchdown. The one that he threw to Lockett like three years ago was like 15%. The one that he threw the Cortland Sutton in the back of the end zone was like 2%. That was a That was amazing. That was yeah. unreal. Dude, I'm I mean, so pissed that like I've <laughs> – Cortland Sutton's <laughs> one of those guys that I've like picked up in fantasy like the past two mm-hmm. years and it was just like so disappointing. And then this year I was like, nah, I'm not fucking with Cortland Sutton. And he's like scoring a touchdown like yeah. every fucking game. He's so, killing man. it. But you're seeing a better – I mean – Wilson is looking decent. I mean, if the Broncos win this week, Against they're, the sniffing, Bills, they're yeah. sniffing the playoffs right there. Yeah, yeah, their defense is good. I mean, yeah. their defense has always been good. Just the offense couldn't get out of its own way, but Russ is balling. The run game Cortland is great. Cortland Sutton's playing yeah. good. Javante Javante Williams. Williams. I love yeah. Javante yeah. Williams. I have Javante and Cortland Sutton. They've been nice little – because they'll be fighting if they do want to be in the playoffs. That would be a good fantasy playoff team to have because they want to play. Having Hurts is always a detriment because – you know, come week 16, 17, they usually start pulling the reins yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten hurt the last couple of years late in the season, too. Yeah. But uh, I guess back to this game. So, yeah, I got some notes here. The Chiefs, this ain't your, your – I can't say fathers. This isn't the Chiefs' offense of yesteryear. No. Passing-wise, man, they're fifth, which is still certainly very good. Don't get me wrong, but usually they're first. It's also Usually, not a dominating fifth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's Travis Kelsey and no one else. I drafted Sky Moore in our fantasy league. I had to drop his ass. He's yeah. a bum. Uh, Rice, he's also been asked. Rache Rice. Rice. Yeah, it's basically just Travis Kelsey in the passing game. And a game. bunch of guys, yeah. And in rushing attack, they're 19th. Yeah. Not yeah. that great. No one, no one really runs well against us anyway. No, yeah. we have – no one – we're the best well, run yeah, defense. Yeah, we're just – Throwing it the whole game. Yeah. yeah. Fucking pass rush should be teeing off. Yeah. So I think defensively, man, what this comes down to is uh, comes down to Andy Reid off the bye, which 29 and four in his career. It's an, it's honestly unreal. Has never, that's including playoffs, has never lost to the Eagles. And uh, Sean Desai, it comes down to what Sean can, does, Sean can do to scheme against this O. Yeah. Um, and he stepped it up against good teams when we against saw Miami. Him. Yeah, and he steps it up when it matters. Not against the. I haven't commanders. seen a defensive coach though for the Eagles that when you go into the you know locker room at halftime, he actually makes adjustments that impact the game immediately. You he know? makes adjustments before then. Fourth too, a quarter, lot of times. third yeah. quarter might be a little wonky, but fourth quarter defense. This defense plays like Brandon yeah. Graham got a second pass half. rush. Like, always comes alive. Like yeah, there, yeah, yeah. But I also think too that, and I. I said this a couple of games ago with Sidney Brown. I think that with with the bye week coming when it did come, having Kevin Bayard come when he when he showed up to the team, I think that him and Blankenship now, Blankenship should be healthy as well, all teed up, everyone's gelled up. They'll have a more solidified back end on the secondary. I bet you, I mean, Sidney Brown, this could be a really big game for him to cover up Kelsey because we're going to miss Avante uh, Maddox in this game because you got – Obviously, top three, if not the best tight end in the league right He's now. He's the best tight end. Of, he might be the best tight end of all time. Um, but yeah. I think this could be a really good chance for Sidney Brown to, again, solidify a name for himself on this team, covering in that slot nickel position a little bit right there. Because you lose to Kobe Dean, which is honestly probably more of a benefit because he was the worst coverage linebacker in the NFL. Zach Cunningham 
and Morrow have been completely lights out. Great pickups by Howie yet again. Yeah. But you're going to need Sidney Brown right here in this game um, to make a big play or make an impact move. But I could see him in late game, third or fourth quarter, having that big bang, hit cross middle of the field, almost like a B-dog move, fumble from Kelsey. We get the ball, close out the game. I could, I see that right there in my head. Hmm. I don't know if I would go that far. I'm but... calling it right here. I'll do a shot if they – I'll do – Dude, you just I'll, I'll you a said shot. a few minutes ago we were going to lose. Yeah, but this just came to me like an epiphany. You know <laughs> okay, what I mean? Okay, okay. Has some time to marinate on it. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, Sidney Brown's one of the guys I think has to step up in the absence of N'Kobe Dean just because uh, – We've seen him in on those big nickel packages where he's playing the nickel. Yeah. And he comes up and he's in blitz. Yep. And he's getting in there on the run game. So I think we see some of that. I think we see him as a dime linebacker. Yeah. Where you've got. He's built like one. Yeah. You've got the four four secondary guys lined up on the line of scrimmage. You just have him, the, him in the middle. Yep. Because sometimes they will run a run out of those those uh, three wide receiver, four wide receiver packages. And you got to have him ready. Um, so. Yeah, I think he has a pretty good game. I think the pass rush eats. We don't have to worry about the goddamn Southfather. No. My concern, and Trevor, you brought this up, you just said about Washington. Washington's offensive coordinator, whose staff was he on last year? Yeah, Kansas KC. City, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's no doubt in my mind. Andy Reid, the same way in the Super Bowl, he watched those plays against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And could tell that we didn't respond to motion well. So what's he do to score those two touchdowns? Runs motion. Yeah. He's been watching that Washington film. He probably called the enemy up. It's like, hey, I'm eating a couple cheeseburgers right now, man. <laughs> but uh, I got to ask eating you. Eating some nuggies. Yeah. yeah, I'm eating some nuggies. Me and Pat are here at Chick-fil-A. I got to ask <laughs> yeah. you right now. How do you run these plays? Because we have the staff to do it. I'm going to try to do it against yeah. these guys. So, yeah, I think. Our defense will play well, but it's just Andy Reid after a bye. That's just bad juju, man. I don't know if defensively we have enough to stand up to that. You got to also anticipate some kind of trickery. Andy Reid isn't going to just sit on the bye week and just hit you with the normal game plan, whether it's motion, not motion, whatever it is, like simple sets. You're going to see some kind of weird fucked up something. He's going to do a play or two that, you're gonna, the defense won't be prepared for because you're never going to see it. Whether it's that snow globe one that they did against the Raiders that ended up not counting. Oh, that weird you one. Know, yeah. like, you're going to see something. They've had two weeks to scheme, and they're at home. They're playing against the Eagles. Andy Reid loves doing weird shit. I could, and I love him for it because he's a phenomenal coach, but it's frustrating when you see it against us. But I can almost guarantee that that's going to happen too. Some kind of weird fucking some kind of setup that you're just going to be like, okay, what's going to happen here? Yeah, it's it's Andy Reid, man. He wants to give America something to watch on Monday night He's a football, great coach. You know I mean, he, you got the best quarterback, honestly, in the NFL. Arguably the best tight end in the NFL. A decent O-line. Your receivers are kind of shit. Your run game's kind of shit. But with the, the with the weird mastermind that only cares about football, you're going to see something crazy come out. They still got Spagnola out there on defense, so that's going to be He's a tough matchup. He's been coaching matchup. his ass off yeah. this year. Um, but yeah, close. I think it's similar to Miami. You're going to have to have everybody show up and step up and make some big plays. What about offensively? How do you think the offense stacks up against these guys? I think they cook. I think they do fine. I'm not worried about the offense, to be honest with you. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Might be 
you know, a little tricky kind of trying to replace uh, Goddard. Yeah. Um, they weren't really using him anyway. Mm-hmm. He you averaged say, 50, 60 yards dude, a game the last you, couple you, games, though. You say that, looking at him as a pass catcher. I think Trevor's getting at him as a run blocker. Yeah, he's big He's a too. monster run. He's the best blocking tight end in the league. We got a couple good ones, though, in the back end. We've, we've had, yeah. oddly enough, we've kind of had historically really good blocking tight ends. We haven't had, like, the breakout receiving tight end. Goddard is kind of getting there but isn't quite, can't stay healthy, and we don't get the ball enough to really hit that top three. But even going back to before Selleck, they love to use tight ends as just old-fashioned blocking tight ends, whether it's Stoll, whether it's Calcaterra, whether it's whatever. Calcaterra couldn't block me. Yeah. I'm just saying we're going to be okay. You're going to have to try to like sort of recreate him in the aggregate. You know, like We're going to uh, be all right. You know, I mean, Calcaterra is probably – he's probably like the best pass-catching one. Yeah. He can't block, and then someone else is going to have to Stoll do Stoll will be okay to so block. I'm not – Hopefully just... they can put it together. Plus you got Jurgens back. Yeah, Jurgens. So like, that's a big piece. Yeah, Jurgens being back should help. Hurts being healthy. Yeah, should help the running game. Um, maybe Okoegbenam gets involved. You know what I'm saying? Probably. He's yeah. a big. He's good... got some experience against KC. Now he was in that yeah. division against them. But uh, might see some more Julio too. Yeah, kinda... he could play he's tight a... end from a yeah. receiving standpoint. Yeah, right, right. Right. Blocking, like a, but that's a big yeah. guy, man. But yeah, I think what we're gonna have to do. Is hashtag establish the run? Mm-hmm. They're yep. fifth in passing defense, surprisingly. But well, McCringle or whatever corners. the fuck that weird guy's name is, McDuffie. they got a, Yeah, I like McDuffie's him a lot. A baller. Yeah, he's killing. We him. almost drafted him, but mm-hmm. we drafted. Uh, well, we traded for AJ Brown that year. I'll Can't be it. mad about that. Not but, at all. <laughs> yeah, McDuffie's a baller. Um, their pass rush, they got Chris Jones. Yeah, that guy's a monster. Nick Bolton, the guy that had the fumble return, they he's got out. That, they got that cat from Purdue though too. Karloftis? Yeah. Yeah, Karloftis is a beast. He's been cooking up this year. Yeah. So the, their passing defense is pretty solid. Rushing, they are 17. So I think if Hertz is healthy, if Jurgens is back doing his thing, and if Stoll can at least hold up, this is a big run-the-ball game, man. I think you see a you lot. You see a little bit more QB run-up in this. DeAndre Swift. Yeah, he's gonna have the better night of the Swifts in the building. I think you're probably gonna go home crying. I think you're gonna see maybe even dare I say Rashad Penny get probably north of 65 yards. We've been keeping him on ice, man. I'm gonna say this is the kind of game you know it's gonna be a little cooler weather, a pretty banged up rushing defense. This is the time that if you want to have anybody run the ball 35, 40 times as a team, he's got to get at least 10, 15 touches. Yeah, because you can't let Gainwell. You get third, you know, second and three on the goal line. Give that shit to Rashad Penny. He's been juiced up all year. He's healthy. He's fine. He can take the hit. Yeah. Let him play. Yeah, I mean, you've been saving him for the second half of the yeah. season. We're here. Yep. And they tickled it a little that. bit last week yeah. with uh, with yep. Dallas. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He had six t- carries, almost 30 yards. I bet you he gets north of 65 yards this game against KC with a suspect run defense. Yo, I'm here for it. But, uh,. Y'all got anything else about this game before we get to our little predictions? Nah. You got a score prediction? Pat, you went from saying we we're going to lose, but now you're saying we're going to win. What you I was got? just saying I could see that if it came down to, you know, a big play, I could see Sidney Brown. That would be my, my money would be at making a big play. on. You know it's going to go to Kelsey uh, if we're ahead and, and they're trying to win the game. But I think that it's going to come down to, I think it's going to be 37-31 KC. Okay, so you have them covering the lines KC minus two and a half. Yeah. 
Okay. Mm. I'm surprised out of you by that. I, I'm screaming at myself right now because I know in my heart, I think the Eagles are going to actually do really well. But I'm trying to be the bye week helped me calm down a little bit. Ryan, that eight and one high, I had to just kind of assume that we're not going to go nine and one. But I'm going to say thirty-seven, thirty-one, KC. Final answer. All right, Trevor, what you got? I was going to say thirty. That's funny. I was almost the same. I was going to say thirty-five, <laughs> thirty-one, KC. What was the Super Bowl score? It was like 30, 37, 30. 39, 30. No, it was, uh, it was like all uh, – there was no field goals in that game, I don't think. So 30 – Oh, well, there was – 38, 35? Yeah, it was at the very end. It was like 35, uh, 30. Pat, you're looking it up. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. I just – I only I'm... remember the score of the Super Bowl we won. It yeah. was – Oh, nope, that's the wrong one. Uh, you know what? I remember the Super Bowl. We lost the Patriots. It was 34-24. I it was 38-35. I thought yeah, so. Yeah, okay. Fucking piece of shit. So, yeah. What I got for this, man, I think we can win. I think the running game steps up. I think we control the clock. I think the defense does a fair job. Special teams does their thing. They don't do anything stupid this time. But at the end of the day... Mahomes is just a G, works his magic, delivers in the clutch. Chiefs win 32-26. We'll be all right. We got Buffalo after that. Like I said, I have us going 3-2 and two in this bye-game stretch. This is one of the losses. Just the way it goes, man. Andy mm-hmm. Reid after a bye. Yeah, if it wasn't after the bye, I'd If we had a bye to... and they didn't, uh, I'd feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Andy Reid out of the bye, it's just like, yeah, it's like, hard to hard to overcome i will say this though i'm going to make another bold prediction i bet you that we see a britain covey punt return for a touchdown in this game yo i'd be all for that all right i can see that down for that that sounds good but uh hate the guy but before he's been a great punt returner this year definitely because i've been hating him he feeds off that Keep negative negative reinforcement. Before we head out here, I just want to share some advice from one of uh, sports' great uh, analysts here. Look at this right here. At Deep Waters <laughs> of L. The best sex song. He's asking me that. <laughs> Y'all want to know. Oh, man. I got to ask. There's a few of them. Uh, listen, there's a few. I can't give you one. <laughs> I love truth. All I do is think of you. It's an oldie right there. A house is not a home by Luther Vandross. We can't ignore that. You're talking to an old school brother right here, but trust me, take notes, take lessons. I kind of am experienced with something like this. Okay? I kind of I kind of fuck right. a lot. Teddy Pendergrass, turn off the lights. I mean, that's a nice one. That's a nice one. Um, Adore, Prince, we can't go wrong with that. Hmm. Okay, we definitely can't go wrong with that. I don't want to bring up R. Kelly, but I think it's okay now because he's in jail. This shit got If he was not in jail, it would not be okay because he's getting away with stuff. But now that they finally got his ass and he's in jail, okay, it's okay to bring up R. Kelly music now. Dedicated was a beautiful song, okay? Your body's calling. That was another one, okay? 
12 play couldn't be ignored. There's a few by R. Kelly. Honey, love, there's a few by R. Kelly now. You can't act like we don't know that, all right? So there's quite a few. You know, Jodeci, Cry For You, we can't ignore that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you something. Now. I don't know all of them. I don't know all. I mean, I, I actually do. But I don't. Man, I want to give it all to you. But trust me. The options that I gave you, those work. Those work. <laughs> fellas, and I'm talking to the fellas here right now. Oh, Timing is everything. See, you can't just say, you just play the song. If she was cooking and she ain't feeling lovey-dovey and you play the music and stuff like that, but then you step to her with the music and stuff like that, you might even get it. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Oh, man. You just getting sex and you just giving her sex. You ain't making love. That's right. And if you ain't making love, you don't need to be asking questions like this. You understand me? <laughs> Different. You got to use the ambiance got to be nice, too. Now, if you're just trying to get some, that's different. But if you're trying to show her what she is worth to you, music matters. Dim the lights. That matters. Do not eat more than a salad. That's important. This is important. You get yeah, I've been there before you get loose because if you get it ready, but then you all bloated, that's a problem. That's a problem. You might belch, you might pass gas, you might not feel your vibrant self, and you've compromised. And drink water. Mm -hmm. It assists with fluidity. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's the way to go. I'm just going to go with a few of them. Yo, the R. Kelly part was real. That shit was funny. Words of wisdom from the one and only Stephen A. Smith. He said, only because he's locked up and they got his ass. They got his ass. <laughs> I guess this probably has the same, you know, now that Michael Jackson's dead, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we can enjoy. <laughs> Dude, he's the he's hilarious. Yeah, the one video where he's talking, he's reading tweets, and someone asks him the worst day to be horny. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. What did he say, Sunday, I think? Yeah, he goes he Sunday, but some of the stuff he's saying, I don't remember what he says exactly, but at one point he's like, yeah, you got to make sure you close. Yeah. And he's saying, I'm not talking about C-L-O-T-H-E-S. <laughs> I'm yeah. talking about C L O S E. <laughs> Damn, dude, he is. Yo, who his gave shit. Stephen A. a pod that isn't regulated by the FCC? I don't know. He's just guys. I mean, anyone can just start their own. That's thing, true. Yeah. I mean, we started our own, and we're not yeah, regulated by the FCC. Uh, it's true. Yeah. Well, that'll just about do it for us here tonight, everybody. Uh, please give us a five star rating and review wherever you get your podcast. Give us a. Like and a subscribe on YouTube. Follow at Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Send us an email at citywidepod at gmail.com. Send Trevor Care package. Or yeah. well, DM us to send Trevor <laughs> yeah, Care package. Uh, yeah, DM for address. Need them prunes. And uh, uh, from all of us here at the Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace. See ya.